0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per
1: line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
0: It's 92.9 FM ESPN, Brad Carson, and the 6 o'clock show here with Harold Grader, Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, December 28th on 92.9 FM ESPN and ESPN TV. Harold? Uh, It's Football Monday here at the radio station.
1: It is, and what a weekend we had, not just here in Memphis, but around the country, and plenty of games to talk about and games to look forward to this cubby week. Well, and the
0: first thing, Ron Olson, as you walked in, was in the hallway here at the radio station. He starts asking you about LSU, asking you about Kansas and all these different teams yeah. and how it's sort of trending, which is something that you keep an eye on as you lead up to the, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, right?
1: Absolutely. No, it's early in the mm-hmm. year, but we are keeping our eye on particular teams. We're not out at games yet. Okay, That'll probably come mid to late October before we actually get on the yeah. road. But we're keeping in touch with coaches, athletic directors, seeing how things are trending early. Yeah. You mentioned Kansas out of the Big 12. Yes. Wow, what a surprise. 3-0, and yep. certainly a team that we're interested in, mm-hmm. have been for a while. They just haven't been able to get over the hump. Uh, the new coaching staff there doing a great job. You know, Kansas hasn't been to a bowl game since 08 wow, so it it's, been been, it's been a wow. while and they've only been to 12 bowl games in their mm-hmm. entire history including here in memphis at what was then the yeah. liberty bowl back in 1973 so again a lot of excitement around that team can they continue it? that's yeah. obviously the challenge for them can they continue Winning, yeah. the momentum, can they get to six, get bowl eligible? So that's one team out of the Big 12 we're certainly keeping an eye on.
0: And, and I'll start with that that game because Kansas played Houston, and I think a lot of people are surprised with the performance of several Texas teams. Not just Texas or UTSA, but you're talking about uh, Texas A&M having some challenges against Ab State. Uh, they beat Miami this weekend, but you brought up Houston. Houston is in uh, the American, at least for now, and they played Kansas and, of course, lost to Kansas. Kansas, like you said, 3-0. and Kansas and Leipold are proving that if you can coach ball, you can sort of coach ball no matter where you're at, it, it, it seems like right now.
1: Kansas is a good team. Houston, maybe not the team we thought that they were. I think that's a very fair reading of the Houston situation, and that's one that hits home with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a native Houstonian. My dad... Uh, was a U of H grad. So it's a program that I've, I grew up following and have continued to follow. Okay. Dana Holgerson down there. uh, It's been a
0: a unique fit, an interesting time. Uh, You know, he was at West Virginia and did so well there. And I thought everybody thought it would be an automatic and it hasn't.
1: Exactly. And they've done all the right things in Houston. They have invested in the program, new stadium facilities. They've done all the right things. And, you know, we had Dana here when he was at at West Virginia, so we've known Dana for a while. Sure. But, you know, they've lost two in a row now. And when you lose to a team like Kansas, who historically is a team that you should win, a game you should win and should beat, you know, that's raising some eyebrows down in Houston. So you bring that back to the local scene. Yep. They're going to be here in a few weeks to play the Tigers. So if the Tigers can continue to build, continue to win – Yep. And get to that game at four and one. You know that Houston game now is looking yeah. like a very winnable game if the Tigers go play and perform at their highest level. I think it's a winnable game too. Um, North Texas lost to UNLV
0: this weekend. They're not that good right now. No, uh, they aren't. Um, that's a bad team. That's who Memphis gets next weekend. And after you see, and we'll go to the game that you saw on Saturday, yeah. which is Memphis and Arkansas State. Granted, closer than we thought, but at the end of the day um you know Memphis scoring there at the end they can put points on the board uh that crowd got loud there is an opportunity for Memphis to be four and one going into the Houston game and still beat Houston
1: absolutely now i look at this at least with one yeah. set of eyes I with, see where with, you're going. with tiger blue glasses sure. on yeah. but i am i tr- i try to be yeah. objective when i uh draw some conclusions on the tigers it looks at this point of the year yeah. that no game, no win is going to come easy. That's right. They're going to have to keep chopping the wood, keep working at it week after week after mm-hmm. week. I'm still concerned. I'm a big believer in having a run game. Mm-hmm. And you look back at the Tigers' recent history, when they have had great success, they have had a strong running game. Mm-hmm. It was there a little bit in the, in the second half, a little bit better than the first. I think they still need to find a running game. You can't put it all on the shoulders of Seth Hennigan. That's right. Had another great game, yeah. but do you expect that young guy to yeah. do that every single week? On some level, yes, but he can't carry the whole load by himself. So going back to my original point, every game is gonna be a, a work. Yep. It's, it's not gonna come easy, I'm afraid, for this Tiger Bunch. I, I can think that's they true. win? Can yeah. they get can they win these yeah. next uh, home games mm-hmm. to get to that Houston game at four and one? Absolutely. But it's not going to come easy. Well, and they're not the
0: only one. It looks like that's having a just get through these games because you look at what Florida did this past yeah. week against Tennessee or against uh, South Florida, which is also in the American. Yep really big surprise there. And I think that Napier being in his first year and really it's the same for the Tigers. You got new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. It's all new. So a lot of this you would hope would would advance down the field a little bit and they'll have uh, no problems with North Texas. We were talking about Memphis. Let's go to that Florida game though. Yeah. They're playing Tennessee this weekend. Like I said, it was a close one with South Florida. Florida getting past uh, South Florida. They're now number 20. Tennessee did what they were supposed to do and they look like they're the real deal. They're number 11 right now in the country are uh our Tennessee Volunteers,
1: and they play each other on Saturday. What do you think of Florida and Tennessee? You know, I look at Florida, obviously a work in progress down there with Billy Napier, the new head coach. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of him and what he's doing down there. I I think it's it's not going to be a fast turnaround. Yeah. Uh, obviously they had some issues down there. That's why there is a new head coach in Gainesville. <laughs> right? Anthony Richardson continues to disappoint. Yeah. Had two more interceptions in the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now I think they're really going to have to lean on their run game uh, to get them through this as they build and correct things. Mm-hmm. Now, we turn to Saturday, Tennessee. Really, oh, wow. really yeah. impressed with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I- I'm a fan of Josh Heupel and what he's doing there and they just continue to do it. They're only going to get better. I think Saturday, not that it's going to be a walk for the Vols, but I do expect them to win, ultimately, with a, a, a pretty good margin of yeah. victory on Saturday. It's a
0: 10.5-point spread right now, and I suspect that people are getting in early on that line yep. if they're into the, the the wagering and stuff here in the state of Tennessee. Uh, we talked about the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Uh, last year's participant, Mississippi State, went down to the Bayou, and we're talking to Harold Grader, the associate executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. State, of course, in that game last year. They went down to LSU and, Harold, you and I both are Mississippi State fans. Now that you've got your uh, personal introduction yeah. to Coach Leach and you had him here at the Touchdown Club a couple of weeks ago, that was a tough one, man. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I sat on my couch on Saturday watching that game thinking, this is just another missed opportunity. And it really started with the the missed
1: uh, punt return. Yeah. That was really where it – I think if you just point at that one play, that was the game. Yeah, that turned the momentum. Yep. And then you look at some of the coaching decisions for some fourth down calls. Yeah. Uh, that didn't go their way. Yep. Uh, but you got to hand it to LSU. You know, they went and got it. Yeah. You know, Brian Kelly gets his first win in the SEC. Gets it at home in Tiger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And you know they're a resilient bunch. They fight. They're not going to give up. And I think that is a mark of of what he is as a coach and yeah. what his teams what he wants them to be. So we saw that on Saturday. You know, wow. From the Mississippi State perspective, they jump out to the to the early lead. Can't hold it in the second half. As a matter of fact, you know, LSU, you know took the wood to them in yeah, the second yeah, yeah. half. What they, was they? It? They own the second what half. What was it? Twenty-one mm-hmm. straight yeah. unanswered, unanswered points. Yep. So kudos to LSU. Mm-hmm. If you're a state fan, you got to sit there uh, here uh, on Monday and kind of shake your head and start wondering uh, where are what, we, at? what's going, on? What, yeah, what, what are we doing? Well, and, and, what's up with my football team? If you're a bulldog fan,
0: this is one that everybody circled, and I said it going into the weekend. First of all, I. I wanted Memphis to prove it, and they did. They won yeah. their game. Mississippi State was sort of the same way for me. I thought, this is one you need to go down there. Uh, LSU is down right now because it's just the start. Not that Brian's doing a bad job. He's right. starting over, basically. Yep. Um, and and they just missed on this. So it's going to be a hard year for Mike Leach, I think. I'm a Mississippi State fan. I'll still go down there to the junction and have a good time. But uh, hopefully they can turn around. This is one thing about the air raid, though, Harold. And we're talking to Harold Grater, who's with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. The truth is, and you saw it firsthand last year. They had a good year, and then Texas Tech laid it on them pretty good because they didn't have some of their pieces too. But yeah, you'll win some games you're supposed to, uh, to to lose, and you'll win some games you're or you'll win some games you're supposed to lose, or you know, and then vice yeah. versa. It's kind of the Jekyll and Hyde with this offense and the way that Coach Leach has sort of put his program together. So, uh, a tough one. LSU pulls it out. Maybe we'll see them in December in your your game. Who knows? No, LSU
1: is, is a team that we haven't had in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl since the 1980s. Wow. Uh, they were here and played Baylor like in 84, 85, somewhere in there. Interesting. Uh, as they kind of hit the reset button yeah. uh, with Brian Kelly, certainly a team that has at least. In the preseason, had some brief conversations about, you know, keep an eye on us. And we said, yeah, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on you. Uh, And, of course, that's what the bowl business is like, and that's what we do. And and LSU is one of the teams out of the SEC uh, that we're keeping an eye on. So we'll see how the season progresses down in Baton Rouge. You know, for LSU, Mm -hmm. Mississippi State, this is a week. Uh, for State, for them to get back on the on the rails, they're home yeah. against uh, Bowling Green. LSU, home against New Mexico. So you expect them to continue yeah. the positive momentum there. So two teams that we'll continue to keep an eye on.
0: And then, uh, real quick, one other I'll ask you about in the SEC, and that is Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. and Texas A&M is a big game. Arkansas had some problems with Bobby Petrino and the Missouri State team. Texas A&M pulled it out against Miami. Miami, maybe not as good as we thought they were. Texas A&M, probably not as good as we thought they are. I think most people are looking at Arkansas and saying this is a a game they should control. What do you think of uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas this coming weekend?
1: Texas A&M continues to underperform. Yep. Change quarterbacks. Really didn't make a difference. Um, No. You know, and if you're an A&M fan... Uh, again, you got to be sitting here on Monday, kind of shaking your head. You yeah. know, we're paying this guy <laughs> a lot of all dope. this money, <laughs> yes. a lot of bravado there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've recruited well, but I really think that you know, in the, at least in the summertime, yeah. when I was around some AM people mm-hmm. at the media days, you know, they were looking to this year as a going to be a yeah. very good year. This was the, expecting they it to this be one. a very yeah. good year, much like Mississippi State. But, right. but they're looking to twenty three. But mm-hmm. in the interim, y- you got to win. You got to win gotta games like that. Yeah. Arkansas. Got a scare out of uh, Bobby Petrino Mm -hmm. in Missouri State. Not surprised by that. Uh -uh. Look, Bobby Petrino, when it comes to football, knows how to coach him up. Knows how to coach up quarterbacks and offenses. That's what he did at Arkansas. That's Mm -hmm. what he did at Louisville. He's done that at every stop along the way. So I know that the Arkansas people were (laughs) uh, sweating it out because they definitely did not want to have Bobby Petrino return to Fayetteville Uh and and walk away with a W. So they're going yeah, that was a that was We, a, we escaped, oof, near we miss. got the W. Turn the page. Let's move on to next week A and watch,
0: I watched the clips afterwards and Sam Pittman just said. Hey, we got the win. Yeah. Next game, you yep. know. Let's uh, yep. let's not do. Uh, let's not revisit the video on that one uh, against Missouri State. And so we'll look forward to seeing Arkansas. It's the AutoZone Liberty Bowl on December twenty eighth on 92.9 FM ESPN and on ESPN. And of course, Harold Grater does the, a great job with the community as well. And before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the AutoZone Liberty Bowl partnering with the College Football
1: Playoff Foundation. You guys are doing a big day for teachers here in the area. What's going on there? We are. Tuesday morning, uh, mm. we will be making a surprise appearance and presentation to a worthy Memphis teacher. Excellent. And that individual will uh, receive a $1,000 Donors Choose gift card to be able to purchase supplies and resources for their classroom, for their students. Uh, it's all a part of uh, Extra Yard for Teachers Week. Yeah. That college football is celebrating. Uh, this week, and we're proud to be a part of it for the third consecutive year. And, and, and Brad, when you look at what has transpired from uh, the pandemic, how it affected yeah. teachers, most importantly, kids in school sure. and the challenges there, and those challenges continue. There have been thousands of teachers across this country who have gotten out of the profession, just they, mm-hmm. they had mm-hmm. enough, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge each and every day, Uh, when these teachers go into the classroom, and, you know, a tip of the cap, and and this is a small way to recognize teachers here in Memphis and across the country, say thank you for what you do, thank you for being a warrior for education. And so tomorrow uh, we'll be able to do that in a a small way. Again, we're proud to do that, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And then each subsequent week during the college football season, we will be a part of the Tag a Teacher program In partnership with the College Football Playoff Mm -hmm. Foundation, where we will honor a teacher in the Memphis area each and every week, now through the end of the college football season. Well, that's
0: a great cause, and I echo everything you just said. Teachers are our future because they're teaching these students, and it hasn't been easy through the pandemic. Indeed and uh, everything that they go through. So salute to you guys for doing that. The big day for teachers is tomorrow with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl and the College Football Playoff Foundation. Harold, always great having you on. We're going to do this again next week. Look forward to it. Thank you, Brad. It's Harold Grater, Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, December 28th on 92.9 FM ESPN.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.